0: What's the biggest story as we segue from the NFL to college football when we're talking about Cruton tomorrow and Wednesday and today? Jason Kersey has confirmed he's going to be on with us in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk about – gosh, we haven't talked to Jason since before Bedlam, I think. So we'll get Kersey in here and get his thoughts on not just the craziness of last week. I mean, think a week ago today we were introducing Brent Venables to Oklahoma eight days ago. We were feverishly refreshing Twitter to find out when a plane was going to be here and and what that celebration might look like. So, what's the biggest – I mean, I know you got, you've been writing about it at SoonersWire.com. Joey's been all over it over at OUinsider.com. This morning, Oklahoma got the quarterback.
1: Yep, that's the big news this morning. Nick Evers officially committed to OU. I think the, the storylines now the the next couple of days is – are there any late surprises for the Sooners? Are there flips coming back Oklahoma's way? If so, who who are those guys? Gabriel Brownlow Dindy with Elko off. Does that open the door back up for Oklahoma to get back in the mix there? I think that's an interesting question. And then uh, just finalizing this class is
0: dumb question. But with Tibbs off to SMU, is was Clemson ever looking at Brownlow, didn't he? I mean, is there any connection with the OU staff and the defensive guys that are around anymore or no?
1: I don't think so. But you've been committed to Oklahoma in the past and really the link to Texas A&M, right? Not necessarily in the equation anymore.
0: Right. The link to Texas A&M and the link to Oklahoma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Might not be in the conversation it, it's for him so, anymore. With that being the case, the legacy factor, can that open the door back up for OU?
0: Hmm. I'm very intrigued by him, to be honest with you. He is, he's something else, at least from everything that we had seen, read, and kind of dug into. But on the outside, and I've got, listen, we're, I'm, <laughs> I'm not anchoring anything, but on Wednesday, I'm part of our signing day coverage, not just obviously here, but over on Sooner Sports, we're doing, we need to talk about Wednesday because I guess I'll probably be live from over you just jumping in with you most of the day. It's going to be insane from what I've kind of started to carve into because, you know, typically we would have assistant coaches to talk to, but do we, do, do, do we, <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> good question. I, I don't know. And can can we? Now, obviously, with the DeMarco Murrays and the Joe John Finleys and the K.L. Gundys and the Bill Beanbos of the world, you can. But I don't know beyond that, Josh, what that availability is going to look like. But you start thinking about just what – and like I said, a lot of work still to do for me. What appears to be a pretty solid bounce back in the last week – based on where we kind of thought Oklahoma might be after Lincoln Riley left, it appears as if they've rebounded pretty well, right? Um, I was listening to someone say they thought that the biggest surprise was the Jake Taylor staying because of his West Coast ties and maybe the thought that Bill Beanbow might be on his way to USC, but I think Beanbow's staying, and then, man, it, he's been pretty outspoken on Twitter about his commitment to Oklahoma, So I feel pretty good about that.
1: Plank, he rebuffed opportunities (laughs) for USC to come in and talk to him. He denied the in-home visit. He said no thanks. So, yeah, he's solidly in with Oklahoma.
0: I guess what, the, the Kobe McKenzie stuff gets kind of interesting? Is that another name? Because when Lincoln Riley left, Gabe Brownlow didn't. He was, as far as my following of it, the last decommit. They've had five total, right? You had Brownlow-Didney. You had Kobe McKenzie. Derek Moore. Those are two defensive linemen and a linebacker. Relique Brown and then the offensive lineman Demetrius Hunter. Right? Those are the five that have decommitted. And, again, there's a party that's like, I kind of think they did a good job in keeping it only at five. And I don't know that they're completely out on any of them except for maybe, what, Relique Brown? I think there's a good chance that they're still very much involved in what a lot of those guys, right? Luther Burden, is he still in the mix or no?
1: No. Okay. And that was a I mean that was a, a way back when. Right. Decommitment. That was uh, all the way back on August, August 17th right, right before. So
0: it's been a minute for Luther Burden.
1: It'd be huge if you can get McKinsey back in the mix here. I think that would be a great add for Oklahoma. A lot of people feel like that's a possibility.
0: Wonder what uh, the the assistant shuffle is the part of this that nobody talks about, right? The the move from A and M to Duke, from Clemson to Virginia, from Clemson to Oklahoma, from Ole Miss to Oklahoma, from Georgia to Oregon. These guys that are moving all over the place. I mean, I, I know. I'm not breaking any news for people that listen to the RAV and diehard college football fans, but it's it's something that is worth keeping an eye on, just about everywhere in college football right now. Because I feel like outside of the final four teams, well, I mean, heck, Georgia. I say the final four teams in the playoffs. Dan Landing's on his way to Oregon, but for the most part, I mean the. <laughs> The coaching moves have hit every single team in the country, it seems like, in some way, shape, or form, right?
1: It's been a wild Wild. coaching carousel. When you're talking about Georgia, right, loses uh, a defensive coordinator in the midst of a college football playoff run, Notre Dame loses its head coach, and they were in the mix for the college football playoff when that move happened. Oklahoma, LSU, USC, I mean, all these different schools, Oregon, that... We're replacing head coaches. It's been a crazy, crazy coaching carousel. So there you go.
0: Big news this morning. Oklahoma takes advantage of one school's coaching move, which led to the decommitment of Nick Evers, and he becomes the quarterback in the 2022 class for Oklahoma. So what's next? Let's get into that. And again, like I said, this is kind of the start for me of diving all in, man, all in on the college football recruiting conversation for this week on The Plank Show.
1: And we think, right, that Jaden Gibson, the wide receiver, 6'5", 185-pound, wide receiver out of uh, West Orange, Florida, we think good chance he's going to wind up committing to Oklahoma now too. Aren't he and Nick Evers friends?
0: Yeah. It, it was very much a Caleb Williams, Jalil Farouk. I don't know if they were teammates, but they were boys. And so it was. It was that kind of, I guess you could say, connection. And then you have, you know, you have these little things that keep happening, Josh. That you know where everything was spiraling out of control. And I wrote about this in the most recent Boyd Street, and it's funny. I'm wrapping up my Boyd Street article on the kind of the four to five step process of hiring. Brent Venables, where it went from the Bedlam disappointment to the relief of, oh, he's not going to LSU, to the shock of USC, to, oh my gosh, there's five D commits and five guys in the transfer portal. What's wrong with us? Where, where are we heading as a program? Then Bob Stoop stands at that podium and says, we're going to be fine. And then everyone loses their mind over everything that happens on Twitter during this coaching search, from likes being delivered to... A Gabe or Dusty or anyone tweeting a, a GIF—it's like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? What does that GIF mean? And then beat writers are having to call and go all over the place. It's just—it's wild to see that week. And now all of a sudden, you get to the naming of Brent Venables to signing day. Maybe it's not going to be as big of a exit of everyone leaving this sinking ship as some might have thought a mere 14 days ago. It's it's honestly kind of incredible, to be honest with
1: you. It, it, it's been a zany saga, right, <laughs> the last two weeks here at the University of Oklahoma. And I would mix into that too, right? The hiring of Jeff Lebby, yeah. of Ted Roof, and reportedly now it sounds like a Brandon Hall.
0: Hmm. Brandon Hall, by the way, that's a dude that's got some deep Oklahoma roots. Deep Oklahoma roots. And – Immediately, whenever the defensive coordinator vacancy popped open, Josh, a lot of people thought he was the guy.
1: A lot of people thought, yes, that he would have a chance.
0: Can I just bring something up real quick? Let's see next. I've never seen some of the reactions to a coordinator hire that nobody knows as vitriol and laden with disdain as some of you have for this defensive coordinator Ten Ted
1: Roof stinks!
0: <laughs> I mean, can we talk <laughs> about that next? I mean, can everyone just kind of calm down a little bit? We'll get into it next. Get fired up about recruiting. Calm, calm down, man. It's Brent Venable's defense. I mean, we all know that. Uh, Jason Kersey at 11 a.m. Firehouse Subs, top five stories today the day at 10 on a busy, busy recruiting week and a busy show right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. All right, the Plank Show rolls on. It is a Monday edition right here on the Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. The show's always on on Twitter at Plank Show, at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref. All of our great affiliates, including at Buzz Tulsa, at Sports Talk 1400, at 947 the Ref. And if you haven't yet, download the Sports Talk 1400 app or listen online at SportsTalk1400.com. What's
1: that? Se worldwide. That's right. World Search one. Sports Talk fourteen hundred.
0: You seem to be having a, a Cheshire Cat grin on your face right now, Josh. I'm oh, sure.
1: I was just gonna ask you how was how was Tulsa day for you since we are reconvened here together. Oh, that's
0: right. We haven't been together since last Tuesday. Is that right? Because <laughs> it's been a minute, yeah, yeah, it would have been Tuesday. What did we, Monday we did the presser, right? Where we went Tuesday we were in house. Where do we go on Wednesday? Went somewhere on Wednesday. Then we went to Cavens on Thursday. Sooner bowl? Oh, Sooner Bowl. That's right. And congratulations to our Sooner Bowl winner. Uh, love the feedback and reaction to that giveaway. That's If you guys want, Josh and I will be available to show up at your party. <laughs> yeah, we can be two of games. that
1: 24 if you need. Uh, <laughs> I love going to that
0: place. Thank you. Uh, and then on Friday, we went to Air Comfort Solutions. Now, I wanted to uh, the Air Comfort Solutions location in Tulsa. Well, first of all, I'm not here to point any fig- fingers, but Casey Vineyard did give me the wrong address. So I did drive through an apartment complex wondering, did Air Comfort Solutions move? Just kidding, Casey. It's not her fault. She she has. She's buttoned up. She's as thorough as there is. But they, I, I guess for some reason we were joking about it. There is one address that shows up when you Google it that they have no idea why it's there. Oh, wow. So – Thankfully it's only like 10 minutes away from the actual location where we were. So it's a good thing Josh that I woke up early and drove down to beat the traffic. This is why got to be thorough man.
1: That's right. You Give yourself some uh, leeway room there.
0: So uh it was awesome. So the location that we went to of Air Comfort Solutions, it's not necessarily a drop-in location, in other words, it's kind of a it's a central Station for all their techs and their service manager and the office manager. Just it, – it's a good group of people. Comptrollers, I don't know. General managers, money people, people that take your calls. And, you know, I've I've done a lot of remotes at places like that, and they're the best because they're, they're low stress, and the, the person who's in charge of it, you don't feel like, they're counting the number of people who are walking in the door right now. So it was – but if they did – I would have been floored because it was just – it was a nonstop flow. You saw it. There were many times where someone would would, would stroll in or be sitting there listening. I'm like, well, I've seen you in years. Buddy Rob came by late in the show. Got to see him, so that was good. That's awesome. Life was good, man. And then I got out of town as quickly as I got in because I had to work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: had to come back and work. That's I, all right. I did
0: the Heisman Trophy show on Saturday for ESPNU, and – I, I laugh because what Parker Thune tweeted out was kind of the way I was thinking. I know everyone has to kind of play the, you know, people counting me out. No one, Bryce Young, no one ever counted you out. I mean, I just – I don't I've, – I've always
1: – Maybe when he was like seven or eight years right, old. Are you
0: holding some grudge from like a, a, an eighth grade dodgeball game outside or something? I mean – He's like in uh, just, you know, had to fight through a lot of adversity. And I'm like, you didn't play as a true freshman. And the guy that started in front of you went in the first round and maybe leading his team in its first year in the NFL to the number one seed in the AFC. What in the world are you talking
1: about? Agreed. Yes, that was curious. Everything else with Bryce Young, though, from the Heisman. I mean, I thought he seemed like such a nice kid and was – you know, really, before the speech, I thought pretty soft-spoken in, you know, the sit-aside interview. Yeah. Obviously, seems like he comes from great parents. His mom and dad <laughs> seemed like great people.
0: Ah! It's a great point, though, Pop brings up. They all learned it from Baker, right? I mean, if, if you really dig into it, and I know uh, down at the uh, at sports radio, the ticket in Dallas, the Cobra talks about this a lot. Because Baker is always, you know, chip on my shoulder. Did, Baker didn't have the true offers, but he was an elite 11 quarterback. And he did, you know, end up starting at Oklahoma. And he was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. But they do. They take every little morsel, right, that's out there to say, they're doubting me. Look at him doubt me. I'm like, play for Alabama, bro. What's What are you talking about? They doubted you. But you're right. I, it's kind of funny to me, too is how immediately everyone's like, gosh, sports writers, you're so predictable and this and that. I'm like, if you look at most guys' ballots, you had two defensive players that were on a lot of ballots in Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson. And I'm actually kind of grateful that we wait a little bit longer to crown someone the Heisman, and maybe this year was a little bit confusing because the two preseason favorites kind of stunk right out of the gate, so you didn't know what, well, listen, Spencer didn't stink, but DJ Uyunglele sure did, and you know suddenly they drop out of the mix, and you just don't know what to do with yourself. But I honestly, I mean, it's funny. Alabama wins the Heisman Trophy. They have their quarterback. He's the first quarterback from Alabama to win a Heisman Trophy. They didn't have a Heisman Trophy winner before Nick Saban got there. They've had four since he's arrived. Two running backs, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Devontae Smith, and now Bryce Young. And people are like, Well, Will, Will Anderson didn't get the respect he deserved. You're like, What are you talking about? He was on the third most first place ballots and your quarterback won his the award.
1: Won the award. <laughs> what are we doing right now? He Jedi mind tricked his way into the Heisman Trophy. He deserved it, right? I
0: mean, if you think about the guy who elevated their game, I thought. You know, C.J. Stroud wasn't on my ballot. My ballot was I had Bryce Young first. I had Aiden Hutchinson second. And I don't think you can ignore what Kenny Pickett did this year. I really don't. He got the nod. I almost had two defensive players on my ballot, but he got the nod for me over um, over Will Anderson. Did I say Will Smith earlier? No, no, you did not. I, I saw a Will Smith video this morning. It's been stuck in my head for some reason. But, yeah, over Will Anderson, and it was it was close, but, I mean, come on. it's Kenny Pickett h- had a freak year. Pitt is going to the Peach Bowl, for goodness sakes.
1: Pitt! I loved the moment, too, when uh, RG3 asked him, all right, so you played in the bowl game? And he's like, well, we'll find out know. this week. <laughs> that,
0: was, that was so great. Everything you need to know about opt-outs in one quick bite. Now, uh, I-, I wanted to mention this before we break, and I know that, meandering about on the Heisman Trophy announcement probably doesn't do a good job of keeping this segment concise but can can we let a coach maybe coach a game or two before we decide to pass a judgment on him I mean I was a couple of pods that I was just listening to this weekend you would have thought Oklahoma went out and hired a homeless person to run their defense I mean I kind of I have faith that Brent Venables is going to find a guy that he has a lot of confidence in to run his defense. I really do, and I kind of feel like Brent Venables is going to be the guy behind running that defense. Just because someone is a little bit older doesn't mean suddenly you have to start comparing them to every old coach who has failed. I mean, it's just it's hilarious to me. It's like, oh, well, Ted Roof. It's just another Ruffin McNeil. I'm like, well, you know, for what Ruffin did, it was good for Lincoln and it was good for the program. Now, granted, he didn't really recruit, but I mean, can we, I mean, I don't know much about Ted Roof. I know that he's been a long time part of the coaching community, and I know that he was with Clemson this past season. Can we let a guy coach a little bit before we all start losing our minds about
1: what kind of coordinator he's going to be? Is that possible or no? No, it's impossible, but yes, we probably should. Somebody along that line of thought, Air Comfort Solutions text line has chimed in with us, 405-651-3439. Can we talk about Ted Roof's accomplishments? I don't know the guy, but it would be cool to know some of them. Let's do this.
0: Let's tease it because I'm already behind, and you've got them all loaded up. You've got them locked and loaded. So let's get to know the Sooners' new defensive coordinator because what I think, Josh, happened was there was so much excitement about Jeff Levy, right? And keeping Bill Beanbo and Joe John Finley and DeMarco Murray and Kale Gundy around.
1: And some folks were under this illusion that there was any chance that Dan Lanning was going to make a lateral move to come be Oklahoma's D.C. Were there people really thinking that? Okay. Solid 2% out there, I think we're thinking <laughs> Solid that. Solid 2%. <laughs> That's a good number.
0: But let's do. Let's get a break, and then we'll come back and tell you about Tad Riff. If you want to jump in on this, four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Plus, I've put together a laundry list of let's see, one, two, three, four guys that we'll be keeping a close eye on over, and in, including Kobe McKenzie, the, the linebacker. I'll add him five, maybe six or seven that would we'll be keeping a close eye on over the next twenty four hours as far as decisions are concerned for where they want to play college football. It's the Plank Show. <laughs> All right, hang in there, Darla. I'll get right to you. Welcome to the Plank Show, 405 three two nine nine thousand That's 405 three two nine nine thousand I just want to warn you right now, I think big story number five in the Firehouse Subs, top five stories of the day. Could be a 10-minute I think it could be a 10-minute story, story. Yeah, I'm just preparing you guys right now. We'll hit it right after the top of the hour. All right, uh, before we get to Darla, let's educate everyone. You mentioned on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Six five one three four three nine four zero five six five one three four three nine. 3439 curious about the 35 year career of one ted roof yeah
1: he's been all over the place you know he was as a player he was in all conference selection back Ooh. at uh, georgia tech so he's a georgia tech alum and he served as a defensive coordinator all over the place. I mean, we're talking UMass, Western Carolina, Georgia Tech, Duke, Minnesota, Auburn, UCF, Penn State, North Carolina State, Appalachian State, and Vanderbilt. He also had that short stint as Duke's head football coach. He was uh, the defensive coordinator at Auburn when Auburn won the BCS National Championship. Uh, He was the D.C. that held Oregon down. Remember, Oregon right. was the, I think, favorite going into that game, and they finished 30 points below their season average in that national championship game and only scoring 19. Uh, I mean, there's it's such a long career. There's a lot you could dive into with it. I mean, recently in the 2019 season as Appalachian State's defensive coordinator, Rufa... Helped that group to a 13-1 and record, and that was a unit that led the nation in defensive touchdowns. So, it's a long track record. I'm of the mindset that basically he's your linebackers coach. Um, I went back to
0: something Ted said on his show the other day. By the way, the rush weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network with Teddy and Tyler. Ted goes, he's going to hire a defensive coordinator and a linebackers coach, and I I feel bad for them (laughs) because their life is just going to be a challenge. And I think – listen, I haven't had a chance to talk to Brent Venables at all. No one really has. I'm hoping – you know, tomorrow night we're doing our show from Rudy's, and last I checked I was still doing that show with Teddy and Gabe. Gabe, Teddy, and I – oh, is Teddy in on the first part? I don't know. But – all three of us are involved in some way, shape, or form, I think, of both shows. And I don't know if that's going to be a situation where Coach Venables joins us for that. Bob Stoops is slated to. There's a chance that Bryn Venables might. So I haven't really had a chance to to go one-on-one with Coach V yet. But, I mean, who's to say he hasn't been around the guy and says, I, I like the way you call a game, man. And I know maybe he's looking at historically. Venables talked about how he – Studies nonstop and how he, you know, is, is someone who's always taking. By the way, how did Foster Moreau drop that ball on the interception when it was 21 0, Josh? I, I'm not kidding you. This is the first time I've watched any highlights. When they fumbled the football, I turned it off and didn't watch the game and I saw Derek Carr threw an interception, and I figured he threw it like 20 yards behind someone. But literally, that came right out of Foster Moreau's hands. Yes, it what did. What in the heck is going on here? All right, anyway, back to the point. Sorry. I will not get distracted by highlights anymore ever again. But who's to say that maybe he, had, he wasn't around him, and spent a year with him, and said, and this is the guy that I want to bring with me when I get a head coach's
1: job. How about the other way around? Roof was around Venable's. And understands what Venables once implemented here in Oklahoma. You know, Roof this past year was a defensive analyst at Clemson. So mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, without, you know, in a defensive analyst role and, you know, others that are more connected to football programs out there, a la a Teddy Lehman can maybe speak to this better. You get to sit back and watch maybe a little bit more in in that type of role versus, you know, being hands-on as a linebackers coach, defensive coordinator, safeties coach, you name it. He's seen how Venables works and what Venables, again, once implemented. So I think that angle to it could be very attractive. I'll just say
0: this, Josh. I I have – listen, we're all hype about the offensive coordinator hire because we all looked at it and realized – that's probably the most important hire in this whole process, right? Getting your offensive coordinator right when you come in as a defensive-minded head coach, that's the most important hire, period. But I'm not – again, I, it's a very small sample size, but I just don't understand where it's like, oh, well, he, he didn't have a winning record at Duke. Why are we hiring him? He can't recruit – how do you know? I mean, it's so what? He's not coming here to be the head coach. He's coming here to work with linebackers and be the defensive coordinator with a head coach who, oh, by the way, has a defensive coordinator background and was a linebackers coach for many, many years. Yeah,
1: the Duke head coaching mark does not factor in. Just, in this equation altogether all for me. Uh, oh, All right, Darla,
0: uh, let's get her in here before we break. What's going on, Darla? Welcome to the Plank Show. Good
1: morning. Hey. Hey. I tried to find your – late Friday but my husband all we saw was apartments
0: I, so, I told to you know. I told you it was so weird and I and I was going to give the address on the air but when people started showing up I got like I guess they figured this out more than I did but yeah darling it was very frustrating I'm very sorry I promise I'll make it up to you guys
1: yeah well hopefully uh next time you come to Tulsa there's a restaurant by me I'm sure I could get <laughs>
0: Well, that's the good. (laughs) So, good news. By the way, good news as I understand it. We'll put you in
1: touch with our people and see. I got people here,
0: right? Yeah, they. I got. I got to go to Air Comfort Solutions. While everyone else got to go to a restaurant, but uh, it's confirmed that I am coming back. So we had a blast at Air Comfort Solutions. So I think we're not only going to go back there, but we are going to try to team up and maybe Toby and I do a full, you know showed it he does his three I do my three and we're just live at tallies and Josh can come with and we can make a day oh yeah that'd be be great yeah absolutely hey Darla how you feeling about these uh hirings that Brent Venables has brought in
1: well I don't know much about them but I'm willing to give it a try and see where we how we come out I think that he he knows what he's talking about I feel confident about that confident in Brent that's a smart mindset
0: to take I believe in Brent. Thanks for the call, Darla. I appreciate it. welcome. Sorry sorry for the confusion on Friday. By the way, you know what we haven't mentioned for? We're a very football-centric show. I don't know if you've caught that or not. Uh, Football 1, softball 1A. And by the way, uh, saw Santa on Sunday. Yeah, saw Santa, and Santa was asking me, oh, you softball questions. Oh, really? Yeah, Mrs. Claus was all in on uh, softball questions, too. So... I feel like that the excitement for softball, Josh, has started to eke towards the North Pole. I, I've you. heard the North Pole ratings were were very, very high. I'm just I'm in just, that
1: national championship whenever, series. Whenever I,
0: whenever I walked in and and Mrs. Kloss kind of grabbed my arm and says, "We love listening to the broadcast." I was like, "I am getting something good for
1: Christmas this year. <laughs> Giddy up!"
0: Um, but we are football-centric, softball-centric show. But that's a heck of a weekend for OU men's and women's basketball. Now I'll be jumping back on the basketball bandwagon for the women when I make get my next game on the second. How about that, Josh? I get back from the Alamo Bowl and then I'm on a plane on New Year's Day. I'm on a plane on New Year's Day to get down to Lubbock to cover Oklahoma and Texas Tech women's basketball. Let's go. That's going to be a good time. All right, a uh, nine forty eight. You want you want to get in a, a little hoops? You were I would love it. to, man. Right. Yeah, what a win. I got Brent Venables. A couple of the wins. Ginny Baranchek. We got the Firehouse Subs. Top five stories today coming up. It's a busy Monday edition of The Plank Show. Mm-hmm. Bill, I want to give you plenty of time, so hang with me. It's a quick break at the top of the hour. We don't do a news update, and I'll give you the first segment before the Firehouse Subs top five stories of the day because, as I told you, Josh, Big story number five. It could
1: take all hour, people. I think
0: you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. I've, I've purposefully not mentioned it yet. <laughs> Good. Because yeah, I, I think I, you're going to like it.
1: I, I like you. to I, I'm in the dark and on this too, people. I have no idea what it is.
0: It, it involves coaching, but I also think that you're starting. I want to say this as nice as I can because it's not meant to be a knock on anyone because we all have sources. I think you're starting to see a trend where either some people on certain beats like Oklahoma's are either listening to agents more or agent runners. Because, number one, Cliff Kingsbury's name was mentioned. Number two, Matt Rule's name was mentioned. And there was a third name that was mentioned by some behind a paywall. That I don't think any of the three were ever in the mix. And now that third coach whom we'll talk about to kick off the top five stories of the day is asking for a raise. Hmm. And what's the best way to get a raise is to have your name mentioned in connection to another job. Sure it is. Leverage. Speaking of that, that's just part of big story number five. I'm very excited for big story number five. I was also very excited to watch my man Eric Hollier try to work his way through this disaster on Saturday. Oklahoma wins, right? Great win. We all agree, right? Great win for Roasted Oklahoma. The hogs. Run through a, and then you had this happen during the the post game zoom for the Sooners. Which again, I'm still trying to figure out how this happened. It was in the middle of Eric Bailey's question.
1: And no start. And then the way you got the locker room in the second half. Both 5 minutes of the first. Oh, half now half. I Later on. On don't have looks like Mizzou. a radio no,
0: feed. I'm actually kind of nervous
1: right now. Okay. Did you get my question? Just the, the first five minutes of the first half and then the first five minutes of the second half?
0: <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Well, I, I, one of two things happened. Poor Eric Bailey. And he was great. He asked that question, I think, at least three different times. And and he finally got it in. He
0: got a great answer. Kudos to Eric Bailey. But there's one of two things that happened. Either – and how we still haven't figured out to mute your Zoom on certain things, I will never, ever understand. But maybe someone had a game on and uh, did not mute their Zoom. Maybe the moderator had an open tab somewhere that just started playing. Dude, that's like the worst of yeah, radio I, guys, too. By The way. radio guy has got to get it going like this. And, oh, my God. I don't know what to do with myself well, right now.
1: Kansas, it's just like yeah, that's Kansas. Years past.
0: But who's listening to the
1: Kansas broadcast? I mean, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a national radio oh, show. Oh, did it?
0: I think. It sounded like a bad national radio show, but. Who am I? I do a bad national radio show every <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah. Oh um, well. <laughs> I disagree. would know. I would know. Um, I, I would disagree. Um, so yeah, that was funny. But as you might imagine, Porter was pretty fired up about the atmosphere on Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, understandably so. You know, I thought it was an NCAA tournament type atmosphere. Even when our bus pulled up to see both fan bases out there, you saw cheerleaders, bands, just the the. the... Surrounding, walking into the arena, seeing a a mixed crowd of both fan bases, passionate, yelling for their team. I thought it had an NCAA tournament feel. It did. Um, oh, I'm, it I'm did. Oh. Gosh, what did that, I was I, like, I had the perfect out on that right before we had to break. I thought it did too. I loved it. I loved everything about Saturday morning, and I listened to the whole broadcast. All right, quick break. When we come back, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, uh, sit the Firehouse Subs, top five stories of the day plus bills call.